sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, the solo money toad himself, Shane Todd. I think I've worked out how to look into my webcam and not back at myself through the laptop, which is a very old guy thing to do, to be looking at yourself through the wrong viewfinder. I think I've figured that out. It's a good time. I'm wearing shorts. You know, it's mid-October. In November, am I still going to be wearing shorts? More than likely. And I'll tell you what, see the closer it gets to Christmas, my shorts are only getting shorter. To, to the point where I will be walking down Royal Avenue in just a pair of Y fronts and a t-shirt, but the t-shirt will be hanging down over the Y front, so a lot of people will be like, that man, has something wrong with him because he's not wearing any pants, but I am. It's just the very small pants. So how's everyone's week going? <laughs> how's your week going? Man, do people even say that anymore? Do people ask people how they are anymore? Do people say like, oh, what are you at this weekend? Or do we all just take it that everyone's like, yeah, st- still, still the same thing, mate? Yeah. Still doing all the same things? Yep. You know, is the weekend a thing anymore? Will the weekend ever be a thing anymore? Or whenever all the pubs open up again, because now that they've closed for a while, you know, are they? is it just going to die out? Is the hospitality industry just going to die out? I don't know. And will only Weatherspoon survive? You know, some sort of big, massive chain? Don't know. I tell you what, I was drinking one for one day in a stag do in a Cardiff Weatherspoon's. And uh, and it was unreal. It was really good because one of the guys we were away with made the mistake of saying he had the Weatherspoons app so he could buy drinks and they bring it up like table service. And then because he was already a little bit tipsy, everybody was going, here, mate, show us how it works again. And he kept just ordering rounds on it to prove that it worked. And then no one else paid for drinks. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I was supposed to have a show I think I said last week I was maybe going to be announcing some more shows soon, and I thought I was, but obviously now I'm not going to be able to. We're supposed to do a show on the 23rd of October, but that is, that's obviously not happening. I don't know, man. I don't know about the fact that, you know, bars and, and nightclubs, well, not nightclubs, but like bars where I do my shows are closing uh, because they're they're doing this like, what is it called? Circuit Breaker? Now, Circuit Breaker sounds like a round on Gladiators back in the day. Gladiators ready! Circuit Breaker! But it's not. It's basically where they're like, listen, no one is really getting COVID in pubs, so let's close all those. I don't know. I'm not saying they're not getting it there. I just think, then why are we still able to do all these other things? If you're going to do it, do it. If you're not, then don't. But you are crippling the hospitality industry. Uh, you know, because when this is all over, you know, COVID, whenever COVID's like done, um, everyone's like, I can't wait to wait for a big party, and a big drink. Hey, where are you going to do that? Because you're going to have to do it in your, in your front garden because there's going to be no bars. I don't know. I don't know. You see, I've never really been like, I'm not really a drinker. I'm not really someone who goes out that often. But now that I can't, I'm like, oh, I really want to do that so bad. It's like kicking someone on the, you know, train tracks. You know, I know I'm not allowed to do it, but that doesn't mean there haven't been times where I'm walking along a railway track and someone's quite close to the yellow line and I would love to drop kick them onto the tracks. And that's not even like, even if I don't know the person, especially if I don't know the person, what I'm saying is sometime before I die, I would like to kick someone in front of a train. I think, I think we all have thought that. And there's a lot of things that we all think, but we don't say. And I think we should start saying them. And the podcast is the place to do it because, you know, the more I've, uh, 
I've thought about podcasts and stuff, and I went and did Colin Geddes' podcast today. We recorded the episode today, the General Banter podcast. Um, the more the more I've thought about podcasts, the more I'm like, and I know this is not a revolutionary thought, but podcasts are are up there with the best mediums. Whenever you're a comedian, you know you just you just ramble. You just ch- I mean, you sometimes you do a ramble in podcast. I mean, a ramble in comedy podcast where you go at hill walking. But banter, but um, I don't know. It's like I think podcasts are w- one of the last places where you can just be yourself, you know. And on the Tea with Me podcast, we just drink tea and we just say what we want to say, you know. And we, uh, it, it's it's great to have freedom, you know, on on a podcast and be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about, express your way in whatever way you want to express yourself. So um, the pod we chatted on the um. By the way, I'll get into some things in a minute, but I'm just doing general chat at the start. Um, I don't know why I said that, like user assessing me doing this podcast. Whenever I, wa- whenever I was doing my driving test, I was 20, the day of my 21st birthday, the guy who was the assessor was going to Egypt on holiday later that day, you know, getting like a later, later afternoon flight out of Belfast. And uh, he was definitely in holiday mode because I've, I did loads of, I wrote the car off and he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Cairo. Here we come. Um, I don't really know what I was saying there, but I do know this. On last week's episode, a lot of people have been messaging me with Victorian slang because we obviously talked about, you know, weird Victorian words that people, you know, butter upon bacon. Someone said to me, I can't remember what it was, but this week someone said to me, that's butter upon bacon and used a perfect example of what I said in the podcast multiple times. And then when they said it in real life, I didn't know what they were talking about. And I just laughed. Like, I don't know what you're saying. And then they picked up on that because they were like, oh, it's just you said it in your podcast. And I had to go, yeah, that's right. And the joke was totally lost. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what's happening with gigs. And I, I hope that this circuit breaker thing is effective i hope it does what it needs to and then after this four weeks we can responsibly open open bars and performance spaces again and just get back to get back to doing stand-up because that period where i was able to gig again was honestly like the best time of my stand-up career because stand-up had gone away for so long and then it was just the 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 feeling of being back was just the best ever you know, when you have you have something taken away, you're so keen to you're so keen to get it back. Um, hang on, let me take a sip of tea. Mm. Delicious tea. Before I move on with the podcast and really kind of get into it, because it's been a really long opening preamble, let me plug the Patreon. This Sunday night, we are doing the f- the second ever live episode of Tea with Me. It's done over Zoom. If you're a Patreon supporter, you get a link. Um, you get a link and uh, like a private thing that only you can see. You click into it, you get to see like an hour long, however long it is, um, live tea with me where I have guests on. My guests are, drumroll please, Kieran Bartlett and Dave Elliott. So I, I had three guests last time. I've got two guests this time because what I'm going to do at the end is just get some of the sippers on that are watching and and interview them and not even not interview them it's not going to be that um formal but i'm just going to shoot the breeze with them ideally everybody watching has a cup of tea and we just we hopefully escape the madness 
for a little bit of time on Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, producer Dan Magic's a link to people. I don't know how it works, but uh, Patreon is a way where where you sort of support the podcast, where you get more content. You don't just support the podcast. Um, you hopefully get your money's worth as well because you get every Monday a bonus podcast. You get the live episodes and my stand-up special from last year's on there as well. So it's a it's an it's an NTAAR. It's a nice time all around. A nice time all around. Um, I have loads of questions this week. So what I'm going to do is a ever so slightly shorter podcast, but I'm going to focus a little bit more on listeners' questions and topics from uh, from you guys. Um, I should point out last week, you know, sometimes things can be taken very seriously on a podcast um, and kind of need addressed. You know, to people who last week were like, um, the when you were talking about the Tory government and, um, you know, you were just saying about how great a job they were doing and, and you know, really, really backing them up. Was that serious? Guys, yes, it was. I just want to say from, Bo- from Bojo down, killing it 100% killing it you know I think their I think their advice is straightforward um I think that if I got to vote in the England like English elections um it would be it'd be Tory I was trying to think of a rhyme there and I couldn't but yeah basically uh yeah that what well of course I wasn't serious you fucking uh right well that's that's not really a question, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer. Jamie Mc Jamie McEvitt says, "What's your McDonald's order if your hunger rating is eight out of ten? Ten being famished. Is McDonald's the spot to go to for like being absolutely starving, or is McDonald's like a a really good snack? I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to define. Uh, like if I'm really hungry." I'll eat in the house or I don't know, like you, you don't really come out of McDonald's stuffed and that's not a dig at Ronald and the boys. That's more me just saying, I don't know, McDonald's is kind of food on the go. Fast food doesn't really, here's, here's what I would get. I would get a Big Mac meal plain, right, which is, which is annoying um, to the staff because they hate that because they pre-make all the Big Macs and then when you say plain they've got to go and make you like a fresh one like a new one and what you could do that's very very money told is you go in you say listen plain Big Mac please the guy rolls his eyes you go I have allergies and then when he makes it and he brings you around the warm brand new Big Mac with nothing on it then you go here mate can I get a side of salad please that's experience that's what that is I've never done that but I get a Big Mac meal. I get, I was going to say I get Diet Coke or Coke Zero or water. I don't, I'm, I, I go to McDonald's a couple of times a year. If I go, it's full fat Coke. It's full fat Coke. And then I'll also get six nuggets as well. We call it, we call it the, uh, the King's Feast. Well, no, Burger King is the king. It's, uh, it's, it's the, it's the money toe banquet is essentially what it is. But I'm not really a, I don't know, there's something, you know, if I get fast food like that, I like to eat it in my car in private with my shirt off. So you won't often see the money toad going to a big fast food chain. You'll see me go to Chippies, you know, I certainly, 
I certainly am a guy that is partial to a chippy and knows his chippies. You know what I mean? Um, so that would be my McDonald's order, but I don't know. I mean, as a kid, McDonald's was the ultimate. McDonald's was the ultimate. Uh, Dave Elliott, I sent you a 10 out of 10 WhatsApp message. Any chance of replying? Cheers. So let's go in and see what he said and see if it really is 10 out of 10. He saved on my phone, obviously, as Judas. Okay, he said, do I want to see something 10 out of 10? I've said, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, this is a tweet that said, um, every music video in the 90s. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is incredibly enjoyable. Um. Michael Dapper, yeah, that guy. That guy is really funny. Um, yeah, Dave. Okay, that is ten out of ten. Fantastic. I'll reply to him, and he'll love that. That'll make his day. Yeah, another nineties thing. I, I haven't watched that full video, so I don't know if he does it. Was rappers would uh, not even rappers like white guys that were doing more of an R and B vibe. If you're watching the video podcast, would do this. And what I'm doing is they would overlap their hands so that their thumbs were coming up to their face. And they would, they would do that. They would get behind their two hands and kind of make a like a double fist. And that was a real nineties guy move. Um, Phil Nesbitt, not the Belfast guy in China, just the other Belfast guy in China. Big fan of the podcast jingle. Where's it from? I'd like to add some tea with me tunes to the playlist. So, the jingle at the start. I think the jingle at the start was sourced by Big Mike. I think he went away to the studio. I think he locked himself in, booked himself a backing band and recorded that off of his own fair hands. No, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And you think I would because it is my podcast, but I don't know. You'd like to add some tea with me tunes to the playlist. I mean, what are we listening to when we were able to have our first, our first tea party? By the way, that was my back rubbing against the sofa. That wasn't an apple tart. Um, whenever we're, and I say apple tart, I told Colin this story on his podcast earlier. In fact, not even on the podcast, before we recorded. Uh, someone said the word fart, and that reminded me that whenever I was about 10, my dad took me to Elliot's Joke Shop in Belfast. And um, cause I, because I was hilarious back then, I wanted a fart machine. You know, like the wee boxes with the remote and you hit it and it makes a fart sound. You put it behind someone's back and a hilarity ensues. Yeah, one of those. But my dad goes, listen, don't be saying fart. Make sure you say apple tart, which was like Ryman slang, obviously. But I hadn't said apple tart since I was about five. So, so I was like, oh no, I have to say this to this guy. So I had to go up to the counter and there was a fellow working in Elliot's and I had to go, Hi, could I have an apple tart machine? And the guy's like, wrong shot, mate. This is not a bacon good supply. And I had to say, no, I mean like an apple tart. And he's like, we don't have an apple tart machine. And then my dad had to intervene and get involved. And it was very embarrassing. Um, but what would we be listening to at the tea party? I mean, I was going to say the likes of a bit, you know, it's, it, it, it's like nice lounge music. So I could see us listening to... Um, I could see us listening to a little bit of James Blunt, but not like You're Beautiful or Goodbye My Lover, something a little bit off-paced by Blunt. You know, let's go a little bit off-paced with Blunt, like, um, what else he got? The one with the wise men with the boners by the sea. 
Those three wise men, they've got a semi by the sea. Gotta ask yourself the question, why are they in the song and why are they erect by the sea? Who are the men? Uh, so I think that would be some, I could see us listening to the Eagles. What about a little bit of Dire Straits? In fact, no, Dire Straits is maybe like kicking it up again. Simon and Garfunkel. That would be very enjoyable. Cabs says, talk about the lack of Shane Todd and Ray Elliott on Fridays. Yeah, our, our run on BBC Radio Ulster is over. It's over. Uh, our reign of terror, as a lot of people would call it, um, is done. There's been a radio ceasefire and uh, and we're taking a break again. It's a... Uh, it's just the way we've we've been doing it there. Like we love Radio Ulster, Dave and I. We love being on air and doing that show. I think this is maybe the the fifth series of the Shane Todd show, and um, and it's it's brilliant. Like we would do it pretty much every day if we could. But um, I guess you know there's there's a lot of um, broadcasters. There's a lot of uh, what would you say there's a lot of like different shows that they have to get the air and they only have a certain amount of time to do that you know in, in the in the schedule so they know that we want to be in there more hopefully down the line like maybe next year like early next year we we get back in I mean I'm pretty sure we are going we are going back in um, and then we do another run and maybe that's a point where we can, you know, be permanent, like try and get that slot or or another slot. But I think it's great. I think it's um it's great that Radio Ulster like let us play the kind of music that we play. Um because, you know, that's that's the we started doing that start of Ray of Lockdown and I thought at the start of the lockdown we did the the rave, one off rave show and then it just stuck and I thought they would kind of say to us which are probably well within the rights to do. Like, listen, can you make the music a bit more uh, eclectic and that kind of thing? But they didn't. They're like, just keep doing the music that you want to do. So I think we've got a show there that balances, I'm very biased, obviously, because it's literally called the Shane Todd Show. Um, but we're balancing like fun music to listen to, especially at the start of the weekend. And uh, and I think there's some some great chat. I think there's some pretty good chat in there as well from Dave and myself. You know, we're just chatting, having a little bit of a titter. Uh, not a titter up between us, some people say. Um, yeah, but the, 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 there's a lot of love for the show, which, which is class because the first few series we did, we're still very much feeling our way into it. And we still are now uh, in, in the radio. But, um, you know, the first few series, the interaction maybe wasn't there as much as it would have been with other shows in terms of like people getting in touch with the show. Um, and we were just figuring out what we wanted to do in radio, but now I think we know what we want to do. I think we have a, a really strong show that I would listen to if I wasn't doing it. Um, but it'd be weird if it was the Shane Todd show and somebody else was hosting it. But you know what I mean? Um, I think it makes the show... I don't want to sound like a colossal dick, but I think the show makes people feel good. It makes us feel good going to do it. And I think a lot of people were like marking the start of their weekend by it. You know, being like Friday night, finish work. If you're working, uh, stick that show on and, and then like have a couple of drinks with your mates or in your house, whatever. So I don't know. Um, yeah, they've been away. It's away from Friday nights now, but hopefully we're we're back sooner rather than later. Jamie Blobby says, uh, 
did you reply to the heart and soul of the Northern Ireland of Northern Ireland comedy or just comedy in general, Dave Elliott, and what was the 10 out of 10 message? So I've revealed what the message was. And is Dave the heart and soul of the Northern Ireland comedy scene? Um, I mean, he's part of it. He's part of it. He would tell you he is. Like, he calls himself the uh, the power behind the throne. You know, when people say, like, Dave, you're the best thing on Shane's radio show, Dave says, yes, I'm the power behind the throne, which I don't like. But then again, he does look a lot like the mountain from Game of Thrones. So that is, in a way, fair. Um, and he was he was grown in a lab, so it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense. I can't wait for the Northern Ireland comedy comedy scene to be back regularly. You know, just seeing people that you haven't seen since start of lockdown. Uh, and it will be, and it will be bigger, stronger, and let's make let's make local comedy great again. Let's make it great again. Uh, I, yeah, I did Colin's podcast today, which was brilliant. Always great crack going to do general banter podcast I, th- I think that'll come out next week i'm not too sure um i was good just seeing him we went for lunch and that that's just nice and that's just what friends do that's just what friends do they go for a nice lunch and they feed each other their dinner and no we didn't because obviously socially distanced and we can't but but yeah you know there's there's probably about there's there's probably about 48 people I think in the world that I love like I, I have love for and Colin, Colin's one of those people Dave Elliott is obviously one of those people too um, but you know there are people within comedy that I miss as comedians and then there's people that I miss as comedians and then as just friends too so I can't wait until we're backstage talking absolute shit again talking absolute drivel because that's what it, that's what it's all about David Durkin says, can you give Arlene Foster one compliment to set her up for a lovely weekend? Um, I can give her more than one. I think in my, I think I speak for all of us. I think I speak for everyone in, whether you call it Northern Ireland, the North of Ireland, whatever. Um, I think we are united in our opinion. That, and I, well, yeah, I, will, I will speak for everyone. We're united in our opinion that government are doing a fantastic local government are doing a fantastic job they're doing as good a job as the tories are across the water um i think arlene foster and michelle o'neill have acted really well during the pandemic you know i think they what you can rely on them for is two things top leadership and a little bit of fun as well you know they I just watched those two guys together and I'm like, they're having fun. Those guys are having fun, you know? And um, I think Arlene Foster should come on the Tea With Me podcast. Um, I think I think you can't accuse Arlene's reign of not being fun. That's the bottom line. The DUP like to have fun. You, you know, Sinn Féin are the same. They like to have fun. You know, um, like when Michelle O'Neill was like, you know, everyone has to wear a mask and then she went to a funeral and then she didn't wear a mask. Fun. When Arlene Foster was like, um, listen, would, and this was just to her friends and family. She was like, listen, would you like this boiler that you don't need to use and you're going to make sweet dough out of it? Fun. When uh, MPZ Jr. you know, goes to Zampty, with a lot of the DUP boys, and he's like, listen, trade mission, we're trying to get Santi to export poppers to Northern Ireland. 
fun. It's all fun. So I, I would give Arnie Foster a compliment and say she's doing a fantastic job. Um, she's doing a great crack and she should come on the Tea With Me podcast. And she said this week that she doesn't do Twitter. But she has Twitter, but she doesn't look at it. And that's 100% not true because, as I said on Twitter, Arnie Foster 100% watches my videos and giggles along. And she, she says after every video, she goes, what's he like? Mm, Michael White says, and by the way, Michael, that's racist. He says, slippers for sippers? I can't have them near me. It must be genetic, as my son, who is seven, has never worn them either. Michael, you lunatic, are you saying? Michael, are you just saying that he's also he done like the book face as well? So, Michael, are you saying you can't have si- slippers near you? Are you saying that there is something about slippers that grows you out? And what is it? Do you not like things slipping? Like, are you, do you, do, when things slip, do you picture like a squelching noise? Or what is it that you don't like about slippers? What I don't like about slippers is I'm not allowed to leave my slippers lying about the house, which is sly because you don't know when you'll need your slippers. You know, oh, flip, I've got to take the bins out at short notice, put my slippers on. Uh, but then if your slippers are all the way upstairs, what's the point? You may as well just go out in your socks, even though the bottom of your socks will get dirty and wet. Um, I, Michael, I, if I were you, I would speak to someone because if you feel physically sick at the thought of slippers, then there's something else going on there. Um. I wouldn't be a big slippers guy, but definitely when it's when it's when it's middle of winter, I will come down from a breakfast with pajamas, a robe, and slippers on. But then again, I'm 87 years old. But yeah, I'm all for slippers. In fact, we should get tea with me slippers that say these are my slippers or slippers slippers. I don't know what we should do is sell the merch we already have. Um, on Shopify.com, if you search for Shane Todd Comedy. I'll send the link out again. All the podcast merch is there. Uh, Money Toad t-shirts, Tea With Me mugs. We sold out of the Keith Cruz t-shirts. There's Sippers t-shirts as well. And they're all there. And they look sweet as well. So um, so do check that out. But Michael, don't worry. There's no slippers on there. Glenn Lindsay, the big, the big issue. When will fans be allowed back into Irish League grounds? Uh, I don't know, my man. Because... I thought that was just about to happen. I think everybody did. And then it was like, nah, we're not. I mean, even my foot, my football, my level of football, uh, which is, you know, certainly couldn't be described as elite. was all back on. Everything was happening. League was supposed to start next week uh, or week after next. And now that's all been shot to shit for a while. So when can fans come into Irish League grounds? I don't know. I think the way they were doing it where people were allowed back in in small groups. I don't think that was doing any harm at all. And I think that was good that people, you know, any sort of crowd were allowed in. But but I I don't know. I hope it's soon because clubs will go out of business and it costs a lot to operate even small Irish league clubs. So hopefully soon. Daniel Houston, how much milk is too much milk for tea? Um, Where it's more of a light brown. You know, if you're watching the video podcast, can you see? Can you see the color of my tea? You know, it's kind of a... I like I like to put in an amount where cheeky people would look at it and go, is the cow dead? And you go, what are you talking about? They're like, there's not enough milk. Um, Big big Robert, or Big Robert, it's spelled Robert, but when I say it, it sounds like I'm trying to say Robert smicked out. Um, 
Big Robert says, which local comedian steals the most material? Bar you, of course. Um, you see, what I like about that is that's quintessentially Northern Irish banter of like uh, asking a question, but to get in a joke. And uh, I've got to applaud that. I've got to take my hat off to you for it. And um, and for you, of course. Um, Robert, you're cheeky. Um, I would say, do you know what's mad, right? Back in the day, and I mean like probably the 70s, the 80s, maybe even the 90s, maybe even the early noughties before I was doing stand-up. Naughty, naughty, very naughty. The idea of doing stand-up, of like playing working man's pubs, uh, working man's clubs, doing uh, functions and things like that, jokes weren't really... There, was, there wasn't much of an ownership thing on jokes back then. Like, it's obviously well different now. Um, but you could have back then... Done, I'm not saying everyone did, but back then you could have done pre-existing, like, well-known dad jokes or whatever as part of your set. Because people weren't doing... You know, there were certainly storytellers back then, obviously, like Billy Connolly and loads more people like that. But one li- there was a lot of one-liner comedians who were, like, very much like, oh, I just do, like, well-known jokes. And... I've seen it like from, you know, years ago when I went to see stand up and, you know, saw some acts who would have been gigging a lot in the likes of the seventies and the eighties. Uh, and it wasn't like a taboo thing. You know, it was like, it wasn't bad etiquette to do it. It was just the way kind of stand up was. And then you had storytellers who were way more storytellers, but I think now stand up has become more mainstream stand up has become more of a hybrid between the two. So it's storytelling, but with one-liners within the story, if that makes sense. Um, but you, 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 you can't obviously steal stuff now. You, you have to do your own stuff. Now it's a thing. Like people will still say, like when you say you do stand-up, or if someone's just curious about stand-up, they'll say, "Oh, do you write your own stuff?" And you're like, "That's mad that people think that stand-up is what it was like." If you know what I mean. Um, so of course, and there's people who. There's people who have writers, like very well-known comedians, who and who like don't hide it or anything, but they have writers or, or they do writers' rooms where they get a lo- they say like I've got this material, far out some lines for it. I've done that before, uh, very informally with stand-up mates. You know, to start a lockdown, I did a few over Zoom with with comedian friends. And it was like, you'd have a bit of material each. So I would go here, I've got this bit. What do you think of this? And you say it out loud and the person will go, uh, what could you do this instead? And you go, ah, oh, yeah, maybe you're on this. And you do the same for them. Uh, so I think I might, I might start doing that maybe once a month and use a different comedian friend. And if they have material, do it back and forth. I, I find that really good. Uh, but you can't, you can't steal material. You can't steal material. Uh, Jamie Harrison says, what would you be doing if you didn't do the comedy? If I, you do the, are you doing the comedy? Um, if I wasn't doing comedy, I think we talked, I think we devoted like an episode to the, in fact, last week was me looking at alternative jobs, but the real answer, um, was, would be, the real answer would probably be something in media, you know, whether it was like, market i don't have a marketing background but i I enjoyed doing that in in college um i like doing media law i did media law for a while as well as part of my course which i enjoyed um and it's handy to know like the ins and outs of 
you know, some of the laws around all this kind of stuff. So probably something like that. But honestly, it's not some, something I've given more thought to recently, but hopefully I won't need to think about it in too much detail. Uh, but yeah, probably something within within media. Rory Arkin says, have you any dirt about other comedians that isn't known to the public that you can share? And David Durkin under it writes, naughty. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw this out there. Dave Elliott's back is hairier than, than any, any, what would you say, any other thing that exists in the world. People go, Mexico City is one of the most densely populated cities in the world. It's not nowhere near as densely populated as Dave Elliott's back. There's more hair on Dave's back than people in Mexico City. And a lot of people won't know that. I mean, they probably will know that, that he has a very hairy back. But uh, but that that would be one of them. That would be one of them. And, um, yeah, nothing else. I mean, nothing else really springs to mind at the minute. Sharon says, what's your favorite tray bake? I mean, absolutely no stir in the pot from Sharon, who just wants to talk bacon. Um, my favorite tray bake, if I could have any tray bake, if I didn't have dairy allergies, um, I mean, I'd be like Thor if I didn't have dairy allergies. Um, my favorite tray, hard to beat a caramel. What about those? What about those wee Thornton's caramel squares? What about the wee mini Thornton's caramel squares? Millionaire shortbread, like that kind of thing. I like that. I like Malteser squares. Mintero, what about we Mintero square? I love tray. I used to love it whenever I could eat nice food. Thanks for that, Sharon. Katie McComb says, what is your precise tea making procedure? Okay. Here we go. Boil the tea. Boil. Sorry, no, fuck. I fucked it. I fucked it. Boil the water. Get the cup out that I want. Might be a different cup for a different time of day, different occasion. Take a standard cup. Bang. Put my tea bag in it while the water boils. Go get the milk out. When the water boils, I'm leaving it 10 seconds, roughly before I pour, but I'm not counting it out. I'll pour. I'll leave the tea there. I might go and put my phone on charge. I might go and do something that's going to take like 15 seconds. Then I dip the bag 15 times. I dip the tea bag 15 times, roughly, maybe five either side, allow for five. Then I squeeze the bag against the side of the cup. Then I put the tea bag in the bin. Then I pour my milk in and stir as I pour, allowing for the perfect consistency. Because if you don't, sometimes you stir it and you go, that's not the amount of milk I wanted. And anyone who does it a different way should be trialed as a Nazi war criminal. One flying Irishman. Does relying on comedy as a living take the fun out of it a bit? Or does the pressure to keep the money toads lily pad moist force you to keep your game sharp? Yeah, the second one. I think it puts way more fun into it when you're like, oh my God, I do this full time. I do this as a job. Um, it means you kind of have to be on it all the time. And you do have to, like you say, make your writing sharp and you have to be focused and, and kind of work hard at it. So I think it's it's a better thing for me that I do do it full time. Matthew Mernon, do you usually carve a pumpkin? What have you got in mind this year? Here's my effort. Uh Matthew, I'd love to slag you for that because we obviously have a little bit of a back and forth, but we love each other really, but that is fantastic. I like what you've done with the wee golf ball on the side of it as if the pumpkin has been hit by a golf ball and it's stuck in its head, which actually in a way is horrendously sinister. Um, but I like what you've done there. I like that you took a picture of it and sent me it. Um, I would rate your effort for that 10 out of 10. 
So smashing job, smashing job, smashing pumpkins. Um, I don't carve pumpkins though. Uh, no offense, because um, you know I'm an, I'm an adult, so I enjoy it when children do it. Ali Campbell, what would your favorite young American comedian be at the minute under forty? Um, favorite Sam Morrill is really good. M O R I L or M O R I L L, one of those two. He's really good. Mark Norman is very very good. Um, Chris Stefano, very very good. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Sam Morrill. I'm probably saying a surname wrong, which is disrespectful. He has a special a comedy central comedy central special online at the minute free. So Sam Marill, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's good. So go check that out. Patrick Quinn, the original Belfast guy in China. Some say double up on what you're good at. I think we should double up on what we're not good at. Stretching our comfort zone to face fears. No one on the other side of fear is greatness. What are you very uncomfortable at? that you would love to be great at and what would make you proud to say you've achieved? Um, well, I'm good at two things. Number one is being humble. Um, and number two is I'm good at everything. So there's, I'm not joking. Um, what would I love to be good at that I'm not good at at the minute? Probably like do, doing stuff on a BMX. You know what I mean? Like I can, what can I do in a BMX? I could go down some pretty, small stairs or steps not stairs um get, get called from a dinner i'll be down in a second <laughs> um but i would like to be able to do for example a backflip on a bmx because i think at any age that will impress anyone that you would get honestly like i would get a netflix special if i phoned netflix and said can i have a special they would go probably not mate and i go listen I'm calling you on FaceTime and they would answer it and then I'd be on a BMX and I'd go, what about now? And then I would do it. I wouldn't, in fact, I wouldn't say what about now. I'd do the backflip in my BMX and then I'd go, what about now? Um, so something like that would be pretty cool. Like I saw this absolute glue bag cycling out of Belfast one day um, with no hands. Not that he didn't have hands, but he, he had his hand, literally had his hands down his bags, um, like in his, in his pants. And he was just cycling with no hands and he wasn't really looking at the road. And I thought if that guy could st stop sniffing glue, he'd be president of the world. Ricky Long, if it's raining, do you walk faster, run, or just continue at the same speed? I walk a wee bit faster, but not enough that I look like a bitch. You know, I don't want I don't want to be Rain's bitch. So um I just walk a little bit faster. Ricky, but it depends. If I'm wearing something great and my hair sitting well, I'll use him bolt at home from wherever I am. Johnny Bow, was Stephen Nolan taking up running? Who would you have in your BBC relay team? Um, it'd be me, Nolan, Dave. Um, who else? Barra Best, because like Barra would know the weather, so he'd know like what direction the wind's coming what angle to be running at, that kind of thing. And uh, and Hugo Duncan, you know, I could see Hugo being a long-distance running guy. I don't think over five yards he would have much pace in his locker. But I could see Hugo, like, doing a half marathon 
uh, on five weeks' notice. But I don't know how much interest there would be if I sent around Robin email around BBC staff saying, does anyone want to join my run and relay team? Matthew Highland, not much of a separate question, but can you put the podcast back on SoundCloud again? I'll ask producer Dan. I don't know why it's not on SoundCloud anymore, but if producer Dan isn't making it on SoundCloud anymore, I'm sure he has a good reason for it. Maybe he has a maybe he has a mortal nemesis at SoundCloud. I don't know. But um yeah, I'm sure there's a good reason for it. Ewan says, Can you convince BBC to remake Pullin' Moves? Pullin' Moves was absolutely brilliant. It was a comedy series from here about would have been about fifteen years ago. Fifteen, twenty years ago. And it was about a, a big group of, like a group of like five dodgy characters trying to pull moves, which means if you're not from here, it means like trying to make money basically through not strictly legal ways. Pulling moves was absolutely brilliant. And the film Man About Dog was really good too. And that is the kind of comedy that I, I want to make when this is over. I want to make stuff that... I want to make stuff that people here are talking about in 10, 15, 20 years and going, wasn't that class for just the sake of being class? You know, I think a lot of comedy nowadays is 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 trying to be the same kind of thing. It's trying to be so many different things. Um, but Pulling Moves was just fun. It was good. People still share video clips of it now. And I definitely look back to that with a lot of nostalgia. BBC, maybe they could do some sort of like reunion one-off episode. I think that'd be so popular. I mean, I, they don't really repeat old things, but I think um, I think if you repeated Pull of Moves, people would really, really enjoy it. Let me see. Ben, have you heard any of Young Spencer's Absolute Bangers yet? I don't know what that is. I, I really don't know what that is. Uh, Rory Brawley <laughs> can you talk about Michelle O'Neill's eyebrows or Arlene Foster's mop Rory I can't do that because I'm not a bitter middle aged woman drinking gin on, on the stairs you know what I mean I'm not that judgmental plus I think they look great I think their politics are great and I think Stormont are doing a great job and maybe Rory instead of criticising superficial things in our politicians you should do what i'm going to do which is start a petition to get a statue outside belfast city hall of every single politician that served during this pandemic because they've all done an equally good job everyone's like bring the statues down i'm like put 50 of them up andrew kelly Why have they removed Truffle from Celebrations when it was the most popular choice? I, that was a really straightforward question. I don't know why I looked at it. Like you had asked me to quantify the theory of relativity, which I actually could do, which will surprise a lot of people. Um, a truffle. Do people like Truffle? I don't know. Um, I don't know. They do th- I think they do things like that a lot of time to get people talking. Like us now, we have just advertised Celebrations. Ryan, a Belfast bop is a blasphemous to toast it. Yes, 100%. 100%. It's like crusty roll. Like crusty is so good, like a big crusty roll. And toasting it is still nice, but no, you eat a crusty roll just with butter on it. 
Sean McLaughlin, if you watch Prison Break, I'm addicted. Um, yeah, I watched like the first three series and then I think Prison Break should only be one series long and that's they're in prison and then they're no longer in prison. And now it's like eight series in and after four series, you're like, at the start of the series, you go, let me guess. <laughs> let me make a prediction here. These guys might find themselves behind bars and then not behind bars. And then, oh, I was going to do a spoiler alert there, but I got told off of that recently. Should look under all the Belfast Live or Cool FM posts and react to all the messages slagging off Arlene and the politicians. No, we don't we don't do that on here. We get we actually want politicians on this podcast. I would love Arlene Foster or Michelle Neal to do this podcast. And I wouldn't even be like immature or whatever, but I would just like have a proper chat over a cup of tea. I would love to do that. Um so no, we're not slagging anybody off. Sure, Hanlon, would you rather have arms the length of fingers or fingers the length of arms? I do have fingers the length of arms, so ideally I would just stay with that. Francis Starrett, who's Northern Ireland's top weatherman, Frank Mitchell or Barra Best? Only one way to find it out. Guys, get the tops off and wrestle. Beverly, no topic, just hello from Arizona. Enjoy your day. Hey, Beverly, right back at you. Enjoy your day in Arizona. And maybe one day we'll do a live Tea With Me episode. From from Zona? <laughs> do people say Zona? I don't know, but now we do. And hello to all the sippers in Arizona. Katie Rice, not a question. A senior said you're lactose intolerant, drink black tea. I don't, Katie. I drink almond milk in my tea. Did you know you can get lacto-free milk? Tastes like normal milk. You can get cheese and butter and all from the same brand. It literally feels like I've saved my life with boring black tea. Katie, do you work for that company? Be honest. I'm only joking. I like that. I like sippers just being like, listen, I want you to enjoy your tea experience even more. I do unsweetened almond milk. And I, dr I drink 17 cartons a week. So ideally, if they could sponsor the podcast, that would be great. B says, um, just seeing you and Colin were at Nando's. Why haven't you got your Nando's black card yet? It's a good question. It's a really good question. We should put it to Nando's. I deserve it. I did a Nando's sketch at the start of lockdown. That did really well. Went all over the place. They sent me some sauce, which was nice. But at the same time, like, guys, where is the black card? And I know people that have had a black card before. And I know who has the power to give me the black card. And I'm like, why are you not giving me the black card? Zach Fitzgerald. Colin Geddes versus Dave Elliott. One-on-one -on -one fight to the death. Who comes up on top? I think that would be I think that would be a little bit like um do you remember in do you remember in the Liam Neeson film if you saw it the one where he fights wolves in the snow at the end of it him and the wolf are just like lying on the snow on their backs cut and bloodied it would be like that it would be like two two big guys two strong two literally strong men um going at it um so i don't know i don't know and i wouldn't want to call it and also um yeah no i'm not gonna do that um Colin versus dave i wouldn't let that happen i get in the middle of it and if i had to knock both of them out i would do it if i had to go guys don't fight and they were like no we're gonna fight i'd say well listen both of you are going to get knocked out. And then what I would do is punch Dave in the face with a right hook. And right, my right, my, sorry, my left hand, my left hand isn't even my strongest hand. Take my strong hand. I clock Dave with the left, obviously knock him out, put him in a coma. And then I would go back with the elbow, 
clock on on the temple. He's down too. I would pick both of them up, put them on my shoulders, and then I would just I would just walk them back to the naughty step, put them on it. And when they regain consciousness, I'd say, right, you two, COVID's over. You've been in a coma that long. Snog. And I don't know what that would solve, but it would be nice. And Sippers, we've done a little bit of a quicker episode this week. I apologize. We'll be back with longer episodes on Wednesday and Friday. But let me once again reiterate the live podcast, which is on Sunday. Sunday night, Sunday evening, sit down with a cup of tea, maybe even a pot of tea because it's going to be long. Me, Dave Elliott, Kieran Bartlett uh, are going to be doing the podcast. Um, they'll be jumping on. I uh, get them like, it's, it's like a late night chat show, but it's over Zoom. And then we're going to chat to some of the sippers as well. So enjoy that. Thank you very much for listening, watching. The merch is on Shopify. I did an episode of General Banter this week. That'll be out soon. Um, like Colin is the, the OG guy with the OGG of, of podcasts here. So that's always a fun one. Check that out. Thank you very much, sippers. Keep drinking tea. Keep living free. <laughs>